Recorded in Seattle, Washington, it's an earful in the Emerald City. Hold on to your butt. Where local and national gossip is twisted with comedy. Starring two typical guys who hold nothing back. What the hell is so great about that? To make your jaws sore. Oh, that's nasty. Get your mind out of the gutter and give it up. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Thank you for joining us on another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City. Uh, episode number 77, I believe, here. Uh, the numbers have gotten a little crazy lately because of uh, the hiatus and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us here. We got a good one for you. Um, good buddy of mine in the house. Very funny man. Uh, very good comedian. And uh, all-around likable guy. Uh, joining us, joining me here today, uh, Mr. Jamie Guerrero is in the house, you guys. Hey, good to be back. Yeah, Jamie Guerrero. We got into it. Uh, went a little long, you know. It, it was it was pretty good. Uh, we went about two hours, so it's uh, quite a bit for you guys. Might be a couple servings for those of you with ADD, you know. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, it was a good one. It got a little serious at the end, you know. But uh, good laughs with this guy. Always a good time to enjoy. So thank you. Glad you made it out, Jamie. And uh, yeah. It's always fun coming out here. Yeah, and uh, here you go, guys. Enjoy. You know, some days will get called early and just... Yeah, and in, in, you got a job, and it's good to be employed, and, you know, I don't think this is... I mean, I guess there's never a good time to be, but I think this is going to be a particularly bad time to be unemployed here soon, and mm-hmm. so it's like, man, I have this opportunity forced to me. Am I going to potentially throw it into jeopardy because of you know again i'm chasing my dream over here of something that may happen may not happen i mean yeah there's people that make it okay you got your chris rocks your dave Chappelle's, your louis ck's there's people that make it yeah no question about it how many people didn't make it who are trying to go down that same path and not only that how many of those people turned into complete fucking losers because that's the path they went down and they failed yeah no there's there's you can see you can see some like the stars faded a long time ago and then they're still holding on to that you Mm -hmm. know maybe at some point here you know maybe just just keep your head in the game and it's just like it's it's sad when you see it it's it's fucking sad Mm -hmm. you're just like oh my god and and that's the scary part is not not that you might not get to where you want to be because hey there's a lot of things in life you might fail okay there's a good shot you might fail yeah doesn't mean you shouldn't try it doesn't mean you shouldn't give it a shot even knowing that going into it right but at the same time if you're going to fail and then become a complete pariah and a reject because of it because you focus all your energy in the wrong spot like you want to live with that regret for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. like holy shit yeah no I mean, yeah. is, that, is that is that better or worse than the regret of not giving it a shot? Yeah, there's no there's no shame in going for it, missing, and uh, become an insurance broker. <laughs> like, there's no shame in that. Selling whole life insurance. The world needs those. The world needs insurance brokers <laughs> through Liberty Colonial, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe eventually work your way up to spokesman. Who knows? Who knows? Right. That's why uh that's why if anything I'm sticking I'm sticking with this. Yeah. You know, I'm sticking with this right here because this does have some potential. I mean, am I going to turn into Howard Stern because of this? 
fuck no. Okay. Yeah. Obviously not. But this could turn into some kind of gig, maybe, you know, radio yeah. station somewhere here and there, this and that. Yeah. If anybody's talented that's listening and knows anybody, please <laughs> send them my way because I really want something to happen. Right. <laughs> but no, it's it, it's got a little bit more of a potential. And I'm not going to become a loser. Right. You know, spending my time doing this, especially since I probably enjoy it more than anything. You know, I don't really mm-hmm. have to worry about eating dick here. I can just edit it and cut that out, which I do regularly. And the yep. fans have no clue about it. You know? There you go. So uh, actually, I don't. I don't. You guys, honestly, I, I'm, I want to toot my own horn here for a second. Out of the, I think we're on episode 76 or 77 here. I'll have to check. Um, there you go. I think we've probably only edited, like, once we start the show and then all the way to the end. I think we've probably only edited maybe eight minutes, nine minutes, you know, in all those episodes. Wow. Like, usually it's just Marcus would say something stupid or I'd laugh and <laughs> or and stutter and, you know. Sound like I was yeah. talking to the hot bartender when I was on here. <laughs> Highly, <laughs> you know, yeah. But uh, no, it's it, it's pretty good in that regard. But um, yeah, man, it's you know you gotta you gotta chase what you want, but you also have to keep in mind the opportunities that are being afforded to you right now. Yep. And I watched a video actually, Mike Rowe, and he was talking about that. You know, because he's the job guy, dirty job, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. And you know, he made a good point. It's like don't forget your passion. Don't yeah. forget about it. You know, don't give up on it. Don't not do it. Right. Just just bring it along with you while you're following the opportunities that are being presented to you. Yeah. And if you keep yourself open, you keep your eyes open, you stay on the scene. I mean, eventually there will be an opportunity that you're like, oh, shit, this is, wow, this is pretty nice here, actually, what's going on. Yeah. You know? No, it will. But uh, we sound like a inspirational poster. <laughs> Yeah, frame this bitch and put it on the office yes. at work so that you guys know what achievement's all about. There you go, oh my God. <laughs> Big picture of a rock and the sunset in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's some shit to live by. Right? Speaking of living by, uh, you were yeah. talking earlier about uh, you know your retirement plan. You got the R- RV. Yeah. You, well, got, you got that. You're going to live maybe the tiny house. Uh, what, what are you thinking as far as savings and you know IRA and 401k goes? Dying early. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the retirement plan I have right now. An early and untimely death. Yeah. It's, there's like, I don't know. I see all these things now for like, you know, and, and I feel bad but when people die unexpectedly and stuff. And I don't know. I, I was talking about it on stage. I had a conversation with my mother while back and i said yeah i said we're getting up there and we gotta we gotta make an effort to see each other more she lives just north of boston and uh i haven't seen her in about a year and a half and i said you know it's we're getting up there and she says don't say that and i said no i don't mean anything's gonna happen she says oh good because your father and i haven't saved up enough for your funeral (laughs) i was like wow But now people do Kickstarters for funerals or like, not Kickstarter, uh, GoFundMe. GoFundMe, yeah. Or like there's another version of GoFundMe for when someone dies. It's like loving memory or something. Go funeral me? Yeah. (laughs) There was something like that. And somebody was like, uh, you know, you you see those. And I like, hey, that's that's a cool thing for the people that want that. Just, I don't want any of that. Like, honestly, I take the Jim Jeffries. I'm like, I'll be fucking dead. Like, I don't care. You could yeah. be like, harvest my organs out. You could sell. Just have a drink. 
say, ah, he's a good dude, and then, like, go on. Yeah. Uh, people people get obsessed about, like, I can't understand the brainwashing that went with, like, you have to have a cemetery plot. You have to pay for this piece of land. Yeah. And you have to pay for the vault, and then you have to pay for the saw, the person dig it out, the, the stone. You have to pay for all this shit. For what? Just to rot in the ground? Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, well, if you get cremated, what if you what if you can still feel it inside? Oh, guess what? It's going to be hot. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> what like, if you can still feel it? Yeah. I'm like, do what you want. I don't care. Yeah. You know, if, if you find me dead for some reason at the end of this show and something happens, <laughs> be like, well, he didn't have any money in his wallet, <laughs> you know, and... Roll me outside. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Actually, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that because uh, tomorrow actually is trash day. There you go. And we didn't put anything in the garbage. So, <sighs> can you imagine? I think, you, I think you're probably about the right size, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dump me in the. Well, now it's. it's... like a Pesci movie. Do you guys like Seattle up here, though, in uh, South Everett? Do you have the. Uh, <laughs> do you have the. The giant refrigerator-sized recycling bin. Yeah. And then the really tiny garbage bin. Yeah. And the equal-sized compost bin. Yep. Like, how much fucking food do you think I'm eating (laughs) in relation to how much garbage I have in (laughs) relation to how much recycling I have? It's like, these things are not, like, I don't know. Yeah. like For the hardcore recyclers, I mean, it kind of works out. I mean, the green bin... You gotta have it for the yard waste. Yeah, I throw the eggs and the pizza boxes and that shit in totally, there. And like yeah. you're saying, that shit too. That's 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 nothing really. That's just the feel good stuff to make me feel better. Oh, it's going. Yeah. I'm repurposing this onion for the better of mankind. Yeah, yeah. You know that that's all just to make me feel yes, good. Exactly. But uh, the the garbage can for for certain people that's too, it's too small. It flip flopped in ten years. Yeah, ten it years did. ago. Definitely did. Ten years ago, it was the giant garbage barrel mm-hmm. the blue tote bin like your your tote there yeah for recycling you know crush yeah, the your small cans. side item yeah and then like the little counter thing for compost mm-hmm. and you like tied it and put it next to the tray and hoped you hoped either you did composting yourself or you hoped that like the birds wouldn't pick it apart yeah the crow the fucking crows eggshells and fucking you know lime peels sitting around your around your yard but. yeah yeah they're they're hardcore about the recycling now you know big time they can yeah. they actually can fine you yeah i would love to get fined just to hear like go to that hearing yeah i would love to see that have your papers already uh, where your where your tie on your may 21st you had seven powerade bottles <laughs> in the wrong bin how do you plead? These are number two. These are some of the more recyclable materials take the, that there are. You take the goddamn caps off. We already told you once. <laughs> the caps can't go in. We also noticed you had a milk jug had not been rinsed out. <laughs> yeah. Now, what are we going to do about this? Although in Seattle, you drive by that beautiful recycling plant, like the, the transfer station, kind of down near my house. 
you can't tell. I mean, when they have the doors open, you can see the mounds of trash, but it just looks like a really nice building. Yeah, it does. I'm just like, what the? It's like on 509 or yeah, something? Yeah. I, uh, I, our warehouse is right down there, so I twice a week I got to go by there. You go by there. Yeah, and in the morning time, you know, it's it's getting a little lighter now, but yeah. uh, in the morning time, there's usually like a truck or two that has the siren going. Yeah. And it looks like it's a fucking disco party in yeah, there. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like- I need to go check that place out, man. The lights are going. You know, you can see the, through the glass. I'm like, what the fuck? It's the rays. It's like, disco, disco, disco. <laughs> it's like Tiesto's up there spinning. Yeah, exactly. It's right. like, Jesus Christ, but... Crazy. Yeah, that's... uh, Yeah, they're crazy about it, though, but uh, I, I got to tell you, this is... This is how communism starts. It is. This is the first step. I'm technically living in uh, further south. I'm in White Center, and it's unincorporated King County. So if something goes sideways, Seattle police don't show up. It's the sheriff that mm. shows up. So, um, But they're still hardcore about the recycling. They're <laughs> like, they're big about it. And then uh, my roommate, they actually have a little side thing. You can call this number, and they'll come do a side pickup. They're hustling for their recycling. They, they're getting every dollar they can. Wow, that's crazy. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm torn these days. I don't know if recycling is it. Is it just a big hoax that they got us spending all this money and trying to create green jobs? Well, the other thing that okay, if that's the case, why don't we just make everything recyclable and put it all in one? Like, why do we still make things that aren't recyclable? That's true, yeah. And what's not recyclable? I guess you can't, that plastic, that thin, stupid plastic shit, you know, you probably can't recycle that. Yeah. You can't recycle, like, a paper towel that's got dirty bullshit on it, but, and food wrappers, but yeah, that's really about it, you know? That's it, that's really, yeah, so let's just make those things different. Yeah. And then you can recycle it, and then everything's recycling. Yay, planet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll all be in a better place. Yeah, that's what um, I what what gets me. What the hell did you do with aluminum foil? Where the hell does that go? Ooh, that's a tough one. Every time, it, it's a brain buster for me. It is. It is. I don't know. You need that card. <laughs> yeah, that friendly that card that you put on the uh, put on the refrigerator. Oh yeah, the little cheat sheet that they send yeah, out. Yeah, which I don't pay attention to. Yeah, I haven't stayed on top of it either. But when the recycling's full. Guess where shit goes in the trash. So. You know who I feel bad for? I've noticed this recently now that I'm driving a truck. I feel bad for um, the the guys that have to drive the waste management, the really? recycling trucks. Yeah, I feel bad for those guys. They're making bank. They are making good money. They're definitely making good money, but that is a more dangerous job than your average gig, You know, especially your average office gig. So yeah, it does demand a little bit of a premium for that, but mm-hmm. man, they're driving those trucks around though. They're going into small alleys. They're using the arm, grabbing the thing, and yeah. sometimes they're having to back into spots and people are swerving around them, cutting them off. Like, yeah, I gotta get to work, and it's just like, oh god. And I had to use a spare truck of ours, which the thing was like a army convoy truck, <laughs> you know, because it's from like twenty five, thirty years ago, yeah. and the thing was just gigantic. I was driving that thing. People are such assholes around you, dude. They're always swerving around you, trying to cut you off, trying to get around you. Oh, my God. Not letting you in. It's like, fuck you guys, all right? I'm just trying to fucking work here. They do the same thing with U-Hauls. But the thing with U-Hauls, just pay the 14 bucks for the insurance, 
and then drive like an asshole. <laughs> Hit me, I don't care, hundred <laughs> percent. Like I, I, I paid the fourteen bucks. I paid the fourteen bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's about the same. Like the truck is like nineteen ninety five. Yeah, and they get you for the fourteen, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? It's well worth it. Yeah, I'm okay with the bait and switch. The truck's really thirty three, but yeah. that's all right. <laughs> I'll pay the 33 if it means I get to drive the way I want. Yeah. And you, if we get an accident here, you best believe I'm coming out of this thing with a sore neck. Oh. All right. First time I, first time I got a U-Haul with with that, I said to the, the woman, I said, do we have to like do the inspection? She goes, no. You paid the 14. <laughs> you just take it. You can come back. The roof can be torn off. As long as it's not on fire, technically, yeah, when you return it. And as long as you refill the gas to the same <laughs> level, I'm like, heard you. Thanks. You know, and then I'm just like out there driving. And yeah, I I don't know how you drive that truck every day. That thing. It's a little tricky. You know what, what, what sucks about me, to me about it, is none of the stuff that I have is really bolted down. It's just a bunch of boxes squished in with each other yeah. and whatever. So if I take a turn a little bit too tight or I'm going a little bit too fast, oh. I, w- I open that back door. It looks like a pipe bomb went off back there. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and every time I see it, I, I just want to call in for the rest of the day. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. And just, and just walk out of there like Michael Douglas. Yeah. You know, and fall <laughs> Falling down. Falling, <laughs> falling down. down. Yeah. I just want to leave and start walk away. Yeah. And be, I'm done with this job. Even though it's like four yeah, or five so boxes it. that have fallen over and it's really not that big of a deal. But it just it makes me want to rip my hair out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, that's another put that on the list too. Yeah. I think the thing that would get me with driving the truck that you drive for work is that there's no engine in the front. That's like <laughs> it's it's like you're looking right over the edge. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> that person has three license plate bolts on their license plate. How do I know? I'm looking down on it. It's like I'm staring right at my impending death. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like, where's the engine? Yeah. It's underneath. Dude, it's crazy to me sometimes when I'm driving around how close people will walk to me. Like, they, they're they right there. Yeah. I'm like, what, are you getting, what if I just took my foot off the brake here? Just a hair. Just off the brake. You, you, you might get knocked over and then yeah. run over. Like, what, what are you thinking? Well, that's probably why they're doing it. Well, yeah. Usually they're buried in their cell phone as yeah. they're walking across the street. Yeah. Hey man, you got an extra cigarette? <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I—that is a very rare breed, the cigarette bummer. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't smoke, man. Yeah. You, you, you sure? Don't, you don't happen to have an extra cigarette though, do you? <laughs> uh, you just don't, you don't smoke. Yeah, I don't smoke, but I carry three. Yeah. And I already gave those away. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> like there's no there's no other addiction that you can get away with that yeah you couldn't be like hey hey man uh you got a you got an extra malt liquor on you yeah mickey's uh i mean i'll even do steel reserve if you got an extra one if they ask me about reese's so i would be conflicted <laughs> you got any extra twizzlers <laughs> damn it i was saving those for the bus how did he fucking, fucking know God damn it it's the last time i eat those things in public again <laughs> It's been Butterfingers for three weeks. Oh, yeah. I have I have done the, uh, you know, I feel bad. and like, oh, can you spare anything? And it'll be like, you know, if, they, if they've got a good story or they look like it, I'll pull out money. And then the, the eyes light up. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to the ones. You're not getting anything. 
Washington's the only president you're seeing today. <laughs> He's the best. Don't He's worry about best. it. Seriously. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've told this story on the podcast before, but I'll tell it again. One of the best incidents ever as far as that goes. Me and my buddy one time, we were actually down at the underground. He came down as his lady and uh, watched the show with me. Guy out front, you know, it's Pioneer Square. Yeah. So, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to the guy. They're getting along fine, whatever. The guy's nice. He's charismatic for a guy who smells like booze. <laughs> and uh, and so he's talking to him in the same scenario. You know, he, hey, man, he whips out the wallet. And, yeah, he's got a roll. He's yeah. got a roll there. And grabs some money. Grabs a couple of ones. Not a $1 bill. But grabs a couple of ones. Mm-hmm. And goes to hand it to the guy, and the guy go. And as they're making the transaction, the guy goes, "Hey man, do you think you think you can do like a 10? Uh. <laughs> and I fucking lost my oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, he did it! He did it! <laughs> oh my god!" My buddy hadn't let go of the money yet, and there was like a struggle. There was like that movie moment struggle where both their hands are kind of shaking a little yeah. bit, oh. and. Poof, Brought it back. I was like, you blew it, bro. You blew it. Yeah. You, you had, you had it. You had four dollars right there. You had four dollars for five minutes of conversation. And you got greedy and went for the ten, you piece of shit. Yeah. That's wow, that takes that takes balls. I mean, why isn't he selling timeshares <laughs> or like copy machine contracts? Okay, so this is how it works. We get people to sign up, yeah. and once you get ten people to sign up, then you're you're living scot free. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Fucking, That's a, yeah. He could get, yeah. God. It, it, it just blows my mind. It, and it's like, how much of a fucking ingrate are you? Like, are you kidding me? You can't just take some cash that somebody handed you for doing nothing. Yeah. And instead, you gotta, you, you're, you're going to double down at yeah. that scenario when you're completely free, right? At least tell me a joke. Oh, God. No wonder you got to this point. Yeah. No wonder we're here. I mean, Jesus Christ. How, how long has this been going on? Since he stopped doing comedy. <laughs> I thought I was going to make it. <laughs> I waited until you took the sip, too. I'm horrible. I had a tight 12. I had a real tight oh, 12. Honest to God. 1987, I had a tight 12. I was this close to Star Search. This close. They would have had America's Got Talent back then. Oh, I would have been all over it. Seriously. That's crazy. Oh, God. And that's, and that's what... That's why I have such a hard time having sympathy for those kind of people. Yeah. You know, like I want to, I do want to feel bad. You know, right. I want to, I want to feel something inside. I want to be a human. Right. You know, but it's like, but, you know, also, yeah. When you get that one spoils it for the rest. Like I literally like it, it was like when he said it, I was like one of the guys in the video where, you know, somebody gets, gets yeah. owned in a fail video. I was one of the guys in the back. Oh, yeah. It's like, no way. I can't believe I it just, just saw happened. that. happened. That's amazing. God. The cigarettes though, it just kills me. It's like it's like what's what's the barrier to entry here? You you just asking everybody. What what's yeah. the barrier to entry? Is that does he have a pulse? Yeah. Oh, he has a pulse? Oh, well, he could have a cigarette then, probably. Yeah. It, it's insane to me. And I and and this is one I get every once in a while, not a ton, but every once in a while, and I don't really know how to interpret it. I get people who ask me random, you know, again, it's the same scenario. It's, Hey, go up to kind of go up to somebody random and talk to them for a second. And then 30, 40 seconds in, uh, ask them, Hey man, you know, where uh, I can get any prescription pills. Really? Yeah. You give off that vibe. (laughs) Wow. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what is that vibe? What is that vibe? Like, you're like, dude, I'm loading up chip racks. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, really? I'm dealing with Cheetos all day, all right, yeah. motherfucker? You want to get dangerously cheesy? Then yeah. we can talk, me hardest, and you. Hardest shit I have is uh, cheddar crackers. <laughs> That's what I've got. What do you mean? <laughs> Hard, spicy pepper jack, all right? Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and I got it multiple times. And it's, I'm like, I, it, it's, it might, maybe it could be a compliment. You know, maybe it's like, hey, this guy looks like he, you know, he's connected. Yeah, he knows well, what's just, going on. Maybe you just know? Like, look like that one kid who was selling all his Adderall in high school. Yeah. Maybe Probably what it, it was. Like, what, what do you think would happen if you just turned around and you said, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> like... They would probably eyes light up. Yeah, probably, yeah. I would give him this fictitious person. I'd be like, all right, you got to go up to Burger King on Aurora. <laughs> you know, the one up near Rite Aid and Planet Fitness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go sit up there. And around 1030 in the morning, this guy Tony comes in. Yeah. Just be waiting for fucking He'll, he'll always have the hat. He'll have the hat with the long bill on it, all right? He'll and he'll be wearing co- sunglasses no matter how dark it is. Yeah, he'll get a coffee. Mm-hmm. And he'll just sit there reading the Seattle Times. Like just give him. Some you got to talk into his left ear. His right ear. He had an incident a couple oh years back. You can't. You got to talk into his left ear. <laughs> That's horrible. I've never been asked that. Now I'm kind of offended. I mean, for living in the city. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to over exaggerate. Yeah. It's been a handful at most, but it's like. Man, that could be even one. But it's like, yeah, this guy looks like he's addicted to expensive drugs. <laughs> He looks like he can afford him. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my like, god. Yeah. That's that's just that takes balls. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, 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 else what if somebody you... got offended? What if they're like, "Excuse me, do I look like the type of person? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? I go to the doctor for my Xanax. <laughs> I, all I take is melatonin and CoQ10. All oh right. Oh my god. Yeah. With some omega threes sometimes. And then chondroitin. From my joints. God. The directions thing, though. I need to start having some fun with that. I need to start having some fun with that, you know? Oh. I I think the key is is only utilizing it when you don't actually know where to go. Yeah. You know, when when they want to go somewhere and you actually don't know where that place is. Yep. But you just roll with it. Because at least you can say, you know what? I took a shot, okay? I took a risk. Yeah. <laughs> I took a risk. Yeah, your time was on the line, but uh, hey, I wanted to be the hero. You wouldn't commit to a direction, so I committed for exactly. you. Exactly. I made the choice for you guys. Yeah. Maybe it worked out. Maybe it didn't. Somebody asked me for directions today, actually, and they had an accent, so they were definitely out-of-towners, yeah. you know? And, uh, and yeah, I could have oh, set them on a fucking wild goose chase. Seriously. And one of these days, I'm, I am going to do it, you know? You're going to go past this town called Issaquah. It's okay. Keep going. What you want to do is you want to hit Snoqualmie. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep driving. Yeah, this, yeah, the road's going to wind at that point. It's going to be a wind. You're going to come to a seven-way stop. Yeah. Only one in the state. Yeah. <laughs> Seems really weird that they would put Safeco Field all the way out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to go to the 10 o'clock. Not yeah. the 11. 10 o'clock. Oh, my God. Yeah. But. yeah that, uh, that would be good. I give, I give off that vibe of don't talk to me. If don't talk to me or the other vibe I give off, I think, is because I wear those goofy sunglasses. I have my headphones in. They're like, yeah, he's special. Yeah. You know, let's not ask him any questions. Yeah. You give off like a half goofy, half grumpy look yeah. a little bit of time. They'd be so, like, meh, I don't want to go there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not the guy you want to talk to. Yeah. And then if, God forbid, I have to like rip my headphone out of my ear, I do it so dramatic 
I sell it like I'm a wrestler. I'm like, what the? And The Rock just called you out. Yeah, I'm like, you know, the head goes sideways. They get a little side eye out of the me. Eyebrow. They'd be like, you dropped your wallet. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah, just take it and dust yeah. it off. And That's how I am at work sometimes. Like, I re- like it's so weird. I have a you know a ton of stops, ton of clients to service. So you got to try to feel everybody out, and everybody's a little bit different. Yeah. And you know, I'm. I'm, I'm I'm delivering, but I'm doing my song and dance the whole time yeah. too, and uh, yeah, you just gotta kind of feel everybody out, you know, see what their vibe is. Sometimes people are a little rough and a little crude, but sometimes too, if you go along that route, if you go down that route with them and yeah. you go alongside them, then they actually eventually will respect you for that, and they actually enjoy the fact that you understand their you know kind of rash and in that kind of attitude that you know you can kind of riff off of them and work with them you know what i hate from the other side of the coin if i go into a store and somebody's delivering stuff and the fucking person is like over there counting it with them the counting thing drives me nuts because then they'll be like hey i'll be right with you the fuck that shit's still gonna be there in a few minutes but i might not be (laughs) You know, you really got to count all the M&Ms in the box. Yeah. Like, just, it's crazy. Yeah. And they got, like, the 7-Elevens, and, God, for some reason, it's always, like, you know, and you can tell the guy is just pissed having to do it. Yeah. But it's part of his job. He's like, yeah, I got uh, half a dozen, uh, half a dozen uh, Coors Light. Got I got this. 32 Ho-Hos. Yeah. Uh, I'm like. 18 Ding Dongs. I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is not going to end with fucking... I'll go over there and buy them just so we can keep this going. <laughs> I'll take them all. All yeah. right, just get me out of here. Seriously, let's go. I've never noticed that until I started working and having it. Yeah, it, you know. Yeah, but, you got to count with them. Yeah, you got to go through it. Not everywhere, but most of the places. most of the places. Yeah, of the places. Some places. of them trust you. Yeah, some of them do. But um, yeah, and it's it's one of those things with me. It's like, especially if it's a big order, it's like go take go take care of that guy. Go yeah. take care of that guy. We'll, we'll get a moment yeah. at some point. I mean, I'll, I'll sit there for four or five minutes sometimes, just yeah. waiting for the line to die down because I feel bad for the guys working too. You know, yeah. you got one guy working sometimes at Seven Eleven. It's eight fifteen in the morning, so yeah. that place is just hammered. Jammed. You know, there's ten, twelve people he's got to try to t- take care of. It's like, hey, you know, do do your thing, man. Whatever. Pam's got to get her camel crushes before she heads into work at T-Mobile. <laughs> Oh my god! It's just been such a long week. It's only I, Tuesday. Can I you believe so, it? I don't even smoke. <laughs> I can't wait to get into work and see John Legear's new video. He's a riot. <laughs> Have you seen him, the CEO of uh, T-Mobile? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, he's fucking. I follow him on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I just get random shit. It's like watch John make big chicken, and he does like cooking with John and slow cooker recipes it's a riot you should watch it yeah i'm like this man is running a multi 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 million if not billion dollar company and he's fucking crazy yeah there's hope out there for everyone else (laughs) for all this lunatic he's like the lunatic gene simmons yeah like with the dyed black hair and everything he wears is pink you know he, he lives the T-Mobile brand and the colors and everything. And it's yeah. just like good on him. And I mean, he's obviously got some coin and he's got yeah. some nice places, yeah. you know, but he's like, he's making crock pot chicken for the common man from his house in like <laughs> the Hamptons. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, this doesn't translate well. He's like, go get yourself some nice chicken. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, how many housewives are running down to Albertsons right now? 
you should see this chicken recipe I got from the CEO <laughs> of T-Mobile. Yeah. And uh, and uh, fully unlimited for $55 a month. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> That uh, Tim Ferriss has a podcast. You know Tim Ferriss? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah very well. Yeah, I listen to his podcast sometimes. It's pretty good. He always asks everybody a question. He's more of an interviewer. Mm-hmm. And he always asks the question, Who do you, who's the first person that comes to mind when you think of successful? And guys like that, guys like John Legere, um, who else do I put in that category? Maybe a little cliche, but I'll say Richard Branson. Yeah. You know, those kind of guys who have made, become successful, mm-hmm. made a ton of money, created a a huge company and then they're still out there just doing whatever the fuck they want and having fun and doing shit like you yeah. said making chicken and and shooting a video of it you know just cuz yeah. they think it'll be fun and or a cool idea to do right like those guys to me are the epitome of success because yeah. they're they're rich they're famous and they just do whatever the fuck they want yeah that's what they at this point they just do whatever they want. They're not slaves to their business and to shareholders and all that bullshit. You know yeah. they've made their money and now they're just doing their thing. Whatever sounds cool, let's fucking do it. Here, here we go. We got some money. Let's ha- let's have at it. Yeah. No, you're right. It's a. Uh, I can't imagine like if I were in that position, well, one, I would never want to get to that position because I would be. I'd be like, all right, we built this company. Take care of it. Send me a paycheck every couple of weeks. Yeah. I'll catch you later. Yeah, send me the royalties. I'm going to go do some open mics. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might get a six-minute spot somewhere. <laughs> I'm holding out. I got yeah, It was a good crowd. They had like almost 20 people. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great night. Right? There's a few people that, that have gone up. Uh, they're outside of that 70. So they're part of the 2-300, but they're outside of the 70. Mm-hmm. And you see them. And they're... Uh, you can tell there's one guy is like a lawyer, you know, and he's got some coin and he just gets up there and it's like self-indulgent. I'm like, good for you, man. Like, he's not trying to get booked. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to come here. I'm going to have some Thai food. Yeah. A couple drinks. Try and tell a few jokes. Maybe get a couple people from the office here once in a while. And that's it. Yeah. I got a lot of respect for those guys. Oh, I do. I got a lot of respect for because yeah, like you said, they're just doing it because it's fun. It's like it's not like me and you where it's sometimes it like it's almost like a chore. Yeah, you know. I mean, I mean, I enjoy doing it. It's fun going down. It's great when you get a good laugh. Yeah. But when you're sitting here getting ready to go, you, sometimes you're just like, mm-hmm. "Fuck, man, am I fucking really yeah. gonna go down there? What yeah, the fuck. Yep. This, this couch is comfortable. I know. I tip, dude. You don't have to tell me. Living in White Center, <laughs> I'm like, I'm at the point. So I took a. I took a break from producing stuff. Mm-hmm. I was filling in, helping out uh, Keith Cameron and, and Robin doing some stuff for uh, Comic Roulette. But then I swore, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to produce for a while. And now I live so far south, I'm thinking to myself, I may actually start producing again just so I don't have to travel that far. Like, <laughs> I'm actually considering, hey, starting a show... Like down in White Center, and I already have the the bar is already it's already picked out. Talk to the owner; she's totally on board. She's like trying to decide if she wants what she wants to throw for a budget. And I was like, I even <laughs> I even like threw in. I was like, yeah, I was like, I can get some people to podcast here beforehand. I was mm. like, this is good, and uh, she's totally on board. And it was uh, with Joe Gillerin. I was like, I told, I was like, Joe, you can help out. That way, there, I'm not totally committed. But it's just because yeah. it's like five blocks from my house. 
and I don't have to take like two buses and you know start a car. producing a show to, yeah. to cut your commute time. Like you see, there's the uh, what's the one uh, in porch taste over in Bremerton, uh-huh. and it's uh, it's shit. It's just on the porch. I'm like, fuck, I I have a yard. <laughs> summertime come to the basement guys. yeah seriously you guys want to sign up six minute slots i just yeah i mean is there is there anything going on down there at all at this no, point nothing Not nothing really. really nothing to west seattle's weird it's, it's hard i think it's hard to get something going unless you're in it for the, the long haul mm-hmm. so you just have to sell that ahead of time a couple spots here and there have stuff um, there's a lot of open mic stuff, but mixed, but, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing really on a regular basis. There's a great quarterly show. Jeffrey Robert does, uh, at the Skylark, great venue, great show, kills it. Jeffrey always like when he can pays performers like top dollar, like ridiculous money for, you know, what I did. For that show, for the for his shows, yeah, um, it's called West Side Glory. But you know, and then he also he's honest with you when he's got other shows that he's like, look, I'm taking it on the chin here. You know, I'm not, and I don't think anybody should lose money. God knows I've lost plenty of money. Yeah, you know, it's like when you're producing stuff, you're, you're you you have a head count. And you're like, all right, if I get to this head count, then I could do this, I could do that. Um, more often than not, I have like, oh shit, you know, I've got to pay this person, this person, this person and, yeah. and the room. So, um, but yeah, getting that expectation up front, I think is, is key, but I know some, some people have done some stuff out there. It's just, you know, why, why not? And white center is actually building up. Yeah. Um, so there is, there's, yeah, it's the only neighborhood around where you can still buy a, Three bedroom house for four hundred grand. Yeah, there you go. You get a four bedroom house for half a million. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it's at now. God, yeah. Bedrooms are costing one hundred and twenty grand. There's a, there was a little tiny house. Yeah, that yeah. down the way here. Two be- it was a two bedroom. I think yeah. it's eight or nine hundred square feet. So dinky, and yeah, that, that place probably sold for three fifteen. Yeah. So there's a hundred and fifty per. But yeah. that's good though, man. It's 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 fun uh, doing the new thing like that because. You never know what that shit could blossom and turn yeah, into. I yeah. mean, who knows? That could end up being a good show, and and who knows? You could maybe get some income out of that. You know, if you have a good show, keep getting good turnouts, good things happen. I mean, that's again, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, these things that you could fail, you could mm-hmm. easily fail. Things could blow up. It could go not the way you have, but it doesn't mean that they're not worth trying. Yeah, no, you're right. So just fucking. Yeah, that's good though, man. Uh, keep me posted on that. That'd be definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, an earful in the Emerald City. Yeah, hey, well, we, we could do a remote, you know, <laughs> definitely make it happen. But uh, I don't mind. I don't mind the drive if it's like an occasional thing. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. like for an occasional thing, I'll drive thirty, forty minutes. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Yeah, but if it's it's, you know, I honestly the 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 people who grind, I you know I'm. The Hans Kims, the Jack Ballards, the Robert Pitties. Like, just fuck. Good on you, man, but that that's consuming. You know? Yeah. I just racing between places and mm-hmm. getting up there. Good on good on them. Yeah. Like that's that's all I, I mean, good on them. You know, to go out and you see, you know, Kirkwood's probably in that same Yeah, he's he's got some good hustle, yeah. You know? I honestly sometimes I 
look over and I'm like, is there a cup I can pee in? Because <laughs> I don't want to get up. <laughs> like that's that's my level of hustle. I'm up. I'm up, I'm next. Ah, uh, uh, push me back. Push me yeah. back. I'm not. I'm not ready to stand up here. No, I'm comfortable. Honestly, yeah. I've like. Oh, there's sometimes where you're just like, yeah, you just don't. You know, I I don't. I wish I had that. I wish I had that level. And I say that, and I realize. My place in the comedy scene is dictated by the amount that I hustle, right? So I can't bitch about where I'm at, and I can't bitch about not getting booked more. Yeah, I'm lucky, right? Knock on wood or yeah. fake leather. <laughs> I, I, I'm lucky. This is one hell of a mouse pad, by the way. <laughs> I'm lucky that I the bookings that I get. I'm grateful. I'm very grateful. But I think you know I'm a realist. If I were out there more and I did more things, and there are producers that are, we were talking about it today, there's a producer that is the well-known producer, like national credit producer, and uh, that person, I won't reveal gender, said, <laughs> "Got to see you more, got to get out more." And I, yeah, you're right, and I haven't done it, so I only have myself to blame. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, that's the problem with open mics and whatnot. It's like even if you have a awesome set one night just fucking crush it just burn the room down Mm -hmm. that's great but next day there's nothing to hold on to there really you know besides the feeling of doing good last night like you have to continue to bring that time after time after time like and and it's like bill burr said this and he made a good point it's like it's basically like a snowball going downhill you know, it starts off tiny and you got to push that thing along. You know, you got to push it pretty, you got to give it a good push at yeah. first because it's so small. It doesn't have any weight to it. It's not going to go anywhere on its own. But after a while, it gets a little bigger, gets a little bigger, starts to build, gets a little momentum behind it. And then once it gets big enough, it's on its own and it's off and running. Yeah. You know, and you just got to, I think the hard thing for a lot of people is just sticking to it mm-hmm. for that long enough time before that snowball got big and oh, got yeah. its own momentum yeah. because a lot of people want instant gratification, you know, especially like I said, these guys who are out there doing this kind of shit, you know, yeah. they want to laugh and they want it right now. And then, Oh, I got a laugh tonight. Great. Well, uh, okay. So who's booking me tomorrow? Yeah. You know, like they want, they want, and it, it just, just doesn't go that way. Right. Even if you do have potential, even if you do have the skill, even if you do have the talent, a lot of times it's a five, six year process before anything really starts to happen. Right. Anything concrete. And, you know, I'm halfway to there, maybe a little bit more than halfway. And I'm at a point where I'm just saying, you know, like shit, you know, even if I do stick it out, like maybe, maybe there's not enough there yet. Or, you know, maybe do I even have that in me? You know, I've only got half that way. Haven't got where I want to be. And, I'm already running low on steam here, you know? So, and that kind of shows you who does get to that upper echelon. It's, I won't say it's all about the hustle. Some people get in a little easier than that. Certain people. There's timing. There's nepotism. There's ass kissing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that stuff, of course. But that's the same in anything, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's the same. It's not just this. It's the same in, you know, music open mics. And it's the same in, you know getting into art galleries and actors and you know i've i i have friends in a lot of those different things and when people people will audition for things and they're like oh i'm going to go in and audition for this and it's like all right well i know this person and they've already decided who they're going to cast so 
they're just doing this to go through the motions. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know, it's like that, that's already been pre-planned and picked and things like that. So, you know, it's the uh, it's the old wrestling term, kayfabe. Like, you know, when you're breaking kayfabe and you're like telling it how it really is. I and mean, yeah, it's that shit exists in every sector. Yeah. So it does. It does. It's it's a little bit more arbitrary in the comedy scene, you yeah. know, just because again, just being funny in general is something that well, this person might think that's funny, but yeah. not everybody gonna think that's funny. So yeah. But I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, she's been on the scene actually for a while. She lives down in L.A. She's been doing her thing for, like I said, probably about six, seven years now. Yeah. Got started a little late, but uh, she's been in the, on the scene for a while. And I talked to her this weekend. And she's telling me that down there in L.A., it's like, you know, I mean, we said two, three hundred people up here. Oh, maybe getting making the rounds down there. It's probably got it. It's thousands. It's probably it's probably it it might be ten thousand. Yeah, it might be ten thousand when you factor in the frequent open micers down there. Yeah. Ten thousand guys. And it's like. She's like, she just said it straight up. She's like, you got to get lucky. Yeah. You got to get lucky. I mean, you got to be good, obviously. You right. got to have the goods when and if you do get lucky, but you got to get lucky. You got to yeah. know somebody. You got to get some proper credit somewhere in the right place. And, and again, even if you get that credit, it's not like, oh, okay, got that one. It's, there, it's yeah. over. No, you got to keep producing. You got to keep coming with it. No. But your snowball just got a little heavier. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. There, there are definitely, I mean, there are people that have moved up the chain because they have that credit and you know they get the comedy central credit or you know they get the uh laughs tv credit and that you know it lends itself well and it's great for tape it's great for booking mm-hmm. but you still have to work yeah. like you said it's not just oh well you know i was on this show or i was on this show or i did this podcast it's like no you actually have to put in the work still mm-hmm. you got to keep bringing it yeah it's funny too because like back in the day you know, back in like Johnny Carson days or whatever, it's like it, that's all it was was your credits. Like, what, yeah. oh, what credits does this guy have? Oh, okay. You know, there's no YouTube, so yeah. it's like well, he's got credit. Oh, he was on. Oh, he was on the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll right. put him on. You know. And so back then, maybe you could go a little further with just a couple of credits, but now it's like, well, no, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. man. You gotta. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you? What have you done for me lately? Yeah. You know. And uh, I mean that's just kind of what makes it so tough about it, but it's a it's a it's a crowded it's a crowded game that's for sure. Especially in the especially in my bracket, the uh, <laughs> white cisgendered male bracket, very crowded Ad- one. Adderall dealer, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, drug dealer, yeah. Exactly. Like God just open up your jacket. What do you want? What do you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? That wouldn't be bad. Would yeah. Enterprise actually sell drugs to comedians. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, they're making 30, 40 bucks for a spot. Yeah. They got just enough to burn. To, just enough to get in. So they can actually lose money on the night <sighs> and destroy their body all at the same time. It's bar tabs. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love it. I love it when somebody will come up and be like, hey, here you go. And I'm like, oh, cool. I could pay my tab. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. Ha- I don't have to leave my dummy credit card till the next day. <laughs> the fake. The fake. The fake. <laughs> we tried to run it. Oh yeah, I lost it. I was like, canceled it. You want to close it? You want to keep it up? You hold on to that. Yeah, sweetheart. you hold. <laughs> you hold on to that tight. All right. I'm gonna come back and pick that one up next week when I pay you. Like, I've never done that, but it's crossed my mind <laughs> once or twice. I've had uh, you. I think you, a lot of times they'll just end up running it that night, but. I've had a lot of times where I've left my, like, my debit card at the bar yeah. and 
I typically try to have a little little bit of a honey hole when yeah. it comes to the cash, at least. And so if I leave my card somewhere but I don't want to drive to again, yeah. like I've left the debit card at a bar for like three or four weeks at a time. Really? Yeah. And it's so funny because like they look at me and they're like, yeah, I was like, uh, like yeah, I left my card here. They're like, okay, what's the name? I'm like, uh, Aaron Berg. I'm like, okay, um, hmm, let's see. Let's see. Adam, Eric, yeah. Brian. Um, when were you in here? Three I think it was about a month ago. Like what? Like, yeah. like what the fuck? You know? And I mean, I guess some people can't pull that off. You know, me, I I use a certain amount of stuff for my credit card, like gas, regular shit I buy. I just yeah, buy, yeah. and I don't spend too much money. I spend five, six bucks here on a burrito or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you can make it last for a little while but it's just like yeah sometimes it's just a hassle you go to that fucking place way out where when and you were there for that one time so you were all excited so you were getting shitty drunk you know and that's why you left your goddamn card there last time i did daryl's i left my card there and i actually went camping the next day so i did the show i think it was like with thursday nights or something yeah and i went camping on friday and they weren't open as we were coming north so then I had to wait and go get it on like Monday and they didn't open till four. So when I went in there, it's the same kind of thing. They're like, oh yeah, just so you know, we already ran it. And I'm like, just so you know, I kind of figured, like, <laughs> yeah. wow, you got, you got that one drink in the personal pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> Eight seventy five. honestly. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, they typically do. They used to actually. This is something that frequently happens to me because I'm a fucking dink. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they used to like not only they run your card, but they would also put on like an automatic fifteen on top of there, or even twenty really? percent sometimes. Yeah, and so like that was so it was kind of dangerous, especially if you got some shitty service. Like it was dangerous Ooh. leaving your card there, and you know when you're shit house drunk, eh, sometimes you're gonna get shitty service. You know. Yeah. It, 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 unintentionally maybe more intentionally but um yeah they used to do that automatic on you so nobody really does that one anymore yeah so uh that's kind of good but you know what uh i was talking to a bartender about this though actually you know what kind of doesn't happen anymore either which i i wish did i feel like when i first started drinking you know 10 years ago or so i feel like there was a lot more bartenders and whoever this and that who, when you went to the sat on the bar, or you sat down at your table, you ordered your drink, they brought your drink. They had faith in you that you weren't going to run out on your tab. Yeah. And they would just give you your drink, and then they'd walk away and not say anything. Yeah. And now, every time you order a drink and your drink shows up, it's like a Mexican standoff mm-hmm. until they have some form of payment from you. You know? And it's just like, can we can we just have a little bit of faith? You know? Yeah. I, I got a... Mi- I got a Miller High Life, all right. I'm not going to run out on a fucking three <laughs> on a three dollar beer, all right. Don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna square up on this one. Right. I promise you, you know, I, I promise you. I think. So. And who knows, you might get a little better tip out of it for having a little faith in me. Yeah, some people, some people, I think is the, uh, you know, the the. I think there's some profiling involved in that too. Well, and I used to think that that was white privilege. You know, I was like, this is how white privilege affects itself in my life. No. No, no, no. Now, I, now I can't even slip through the cracks. Nope. Now that that privilege isn't even working for me. Like, nope. God damn it! What's what has this world come to? Uh, you know? Yeah. I, 
I do. I do like the uh, I like the the McDonald's strategy, the two window strategy. We're taking the money, <laughs> and then you get the food. It's like a hostage negotiation. Because it did happen to me once at BK. Uh-huh. Right? They had the they didn't have the first window up, and I went to the second window, and I automatically in my mind because I go there quite a bit, right? I go through the drive-throughs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm at the second window. This is the reward window. <laughs> And the girl hands me the food, and she hands me the drink, and I'm going to pull off. And she goes, hey, hey, you got to pay. And I thought to myself, for a brief second, floor it. But I was so used to paying at the first window. So I'm like, no, you guys can't do that. Set it. You know, you got to do it all the time. Yeah. That first window. Well, that was before $15 an hour was the minimum wage. Man. Yeah, now... Now the same person that's like giving you the food cooked it and probably just cleaned the shitter. Yeah, using her toe to oh. lift the fryer up while she's typing it. Oh my god! And and that's what's so ironic about that whole situation is the people who are fighting so hard for that fifteen dollar minimum wage. They're fighting their asses off for it the mm-hmm. hardest they can. Their jobs are just they're going to be wiped out. Their jobs are going to be taken away. They're going to say, oh, we're going to pay 15 Okay. Well, at $15 an hour, uh, the robot yeah. will be paid off in a month and a half. Yeah. We got to pay you forever. And there's no health insurance for the robot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, we'll, we'll, do the, we'll do the $15 an mm-hmm. hour. We'll just have two employees on, on hand at all, any given time. Yeah. To, like, oil the robot. Yeah, exactly. Make sure there's no malfunctions in the robots who are making all the food. It's like... It's, that's this. It's so ironic, and but it's like sad at the same time too. You know, yeah. it's like you guys are doing all you're fighting for is to destroy your jobs. Yeah, that's that's what you're fighting for. Yeah, and it and it sucks too for the economy in general because we need those jobs. Mm-hmm. We need those entry level jobs. You yeah. know, like working at McDonald's is yeah, it's a shit job. Nobody really wants it, but a lot of people end up being there because that's the first rung on the ladder. And there's a low barrier to entry. Oh, you're okay. Well, you're 16. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. Well, you're not a complete piece of shit, are you? No. You, you can you handle this? Can you do that? Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's fine. We'll pay you nine nine dollars an hour. Here you go. Here's the mop. Uh, go go get hit that bathroom. You know, it's like that's how you get that start. And even just being there for a couple of years, yeah, you may not be making a bunch of money, but you're starting to build something for yourself. Yep. I uh, I always get a kick out of the. Not store manager, but like the shift manager who's like in his early 40s. And you're like, I want to hear your story. There's a story there somewhere. You fucked up. They found the pictures. You're not allowed near school zones. This one doesn't have a play place. But I want to hear your story. And then you could do like he's just taking out all of his fucking angst and frustration at life on like you know the nineteen year old kid who's making the same amount of money as him probably yeah maybe like two dollars difference you Mm -hmm. know and he's like Timmy fold the fucking Happy Meal boxes yeah like something just really like and all you can think is man how much do you hate your life yeah when that even when they're going off on you you're like how much do you hate yourself yes. How much do you regret being in this situation? Honestly, yeah, there's just, that's, I don't know. That's, to me, that's a pretty sad level is when I, usually it's at taco time. Yeah. Oh, is when yeah. I see the, like you said, like the f- mid-40s guy who's running the register. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my 
and like you know that you know the welcome to taco time is fake yeah he doesn't give a fuck yeah. if you're there or not he's running the register and he sucks at it yes he sucks at it he's, he's like hen pecking around he's like not even good yeah i'm just like oh my god i'm i'm like i'm <laughs> i see those guys and then i'm just like uh you, you know what i gotta get back to work uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to be in your situation at some point. No. I don't. I don't need lunch today. No, it's there's like, nope. You're right. There's there's some. I think QFC too. QFC is another one. You go in there, and I'm like, wow, this dude that's the cashier. But I guess in, out here it's different because there's a union. Yeah. So they're like union protected and everything. Yeah, and they got some money. good benefits, and they get those completely ridiculous incremental raises just for being just for hanging around right just, just for, for not leaving there. right yeah not moving on to greener pastures yet <laughs> we appreciate it right you know because that's how you want to motivate your employees you know yeah but um yeah so they got a they got a little but talk about fucking mundane you know, it's like, oh, no God. couldn't do it there's certain things do you have a list of jobs you couldn't do yeah I mean, oh, I did yeah. the McDonald's thing, right? I did that when I was a kid. I could never do that again. You know, actually, looking back on it, I, I worked at Ivers. It wasn't McDonald's. I worked yeah. at Ivers. I actually really liked that job. Yeah. You know, didn't make a lot of money. Kind of dirty work, you yeah. know. Did it kind of sucked s- in that regard. Got a free, delicious meal every single day I worked. Yeah. And that was, that 15 minutes was like a, a moment of heaven for me, you know? Right. Every day. Free, fucking five-piece. Oh, God. Tartar sauce. Oh, a bowl of chowder to go alongside of it. Yeah. God damn. I mean, so that wasn't terrible. But yeah, everybody's kind of worked that job. Yeah. The McDonald's, I'm trying to think. The wall, I did the Walmart. Um, would never go never go back and do that again. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. There's a certain list, though. Retail like is list. tough. Yeah. Just retail in general I would never be tough. a Metro I mean, bus driver. They make good money, but God, Still, yeah, they got to deal with some shit. It's not shit. even driving the bus. Like, the bus is the least part. If it was an empty bus, maybe. Yeah. You got to deal with people. Yeah. yeah. They deal with some shit. You got to help, the, help the people And when, when you're driving that bus, that bus is hard to drive. Oh. You're risking getting in a fucking accident all the time. Right. Like, like the worst feeling in the world, I've never actually been in a car, car accident myself, but the worst feeling in the world has to be the sinking in your stomach when you look away for a minute and then poof, you get that little crunch when you oh, hit somebody yeah, else yeah. and you're like, oh my God. And and you're risking that all day at work as a bus driver, driving yeah. this fucking gigantic thing. The, the two bus accordion thing. I'm like, no way. Got to take the corners extra wide. Yeah. There's... And then and you just fucking end up tuna cannon four cars because you swung it a little bit too wide. Yeah. Barista could never do that either. Could never. Just wouldn't wouldn't appeal. I see like the way people treat baristas and bus drivers and stuff. I get I get pissed off when people yell back door. Like please, can we just throw a please? It's one word. Yeah, or maybe you know? a thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just I know. Try it, to be nice. And yeah, and and I do, and I'm the same way because I've been riding the bus more lately. And yeah, I'm the same way. It's like you, these guys are dealing with some shit. So, you know, it's, I don't want to be the guy bringing the shit. I want to help them every time they stop. Thank you, appreciate yeah. you. Know, give them a wave. They're always looking at you. You know, they're looking in that little mirror yeah. up top, so they they see you. You know, and they'll obviously hear you. And 
and they're good guys. Most, good, yeah. most of them are good people. There's some girls. Most of them are good people. Yeah. You know, like a lot of times I'll get on the bus and I'll be like, hey, man, I got I got two bucks in cash. You know, it's supposed to be two fifty. I'm like, yeah. is that good? I'm just going a couple stops. Like, yeah, it's fine, man. Don't worry. Yeah. About it. Like, yeah. I appreciate it. Or it's like I'll have a buck because that's the only small bill I have. I'm like, hey, I got a buck. Uh, I don't need a transfer. It's all right. I'm just going one way. Is that all right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, man. Right. You know, because technically they will let you on even if you don't pay. Right. But then you get the the transit cops will come by and where's yeah. your ticket? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, because you have so, the rapid ride. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Like they send, they send those things out here. Oh, yeah, that's probably the only place they have. Yeah, that they, 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 they go on the out. Like they they spread out further. That's where they check. They don't check on the the local, the yeah, metro. Yeah. They check on the light rail too. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of jobs like that though, man. And and that's the thing. It's like unemployment's like so supposedly super low right now. Yeah. But it's like. I don't want to be unemployed right now. And yeah. the type of jobs that people are getting, they're, they're just, they're shit jobs. They're yeah. fucking shitty jobs that nobody wants. Like the worst that I've, I've thought about recently, one of the worst jobs, new jobs, recent job, but just absolutely has to be zero satisfaction to doing it all. Uber driver. <laughs> close. Close. This is one step down from that. Lift. No. Bite squad driver. The fucking bite squad driver. How shitty pointless and unmeaningful is your goddamn job as a bite squad driver so i can speak with authority to this bite squad's headquarters are right next door to my office oh really yeah so the local bite squad so they share they're like one door away from us and we actually just hired somebody she left she couldn't deal with it anymore they look so miserable. Half the time they have to sit around and like before the shift after. It's basically like taking the kid with the McDonald's uniform and putting him in a car. There's some big dudes. There's dudes that I stand next to to feel smaller. And they're like, they get up and down stairs with other people's food. The tipping, I guess, doesn't all go to them. So, the, yeah, it's a weird, whole different thing. Like, I guess the tip, and it says it on the bottom, like, this percent of your tip will go towards administrative and, you know, the website and all that shit, and then the rest goes to the driver. But that's a grind. They're, they're making, they're not making great money, but they're surviving. But fuck that job, man. Just completely meaningless. Yeah. You're delivering food for lazy fucks who don't want to get off the couch. Yep. They're not going to die if you don't deliver it. They're just going to eat a bowl of cereal instead. Yeah. Remember, we got uh, my old roommates on Capitol Hill. We got Bite Squad delivered one night. And forget what the restaurant was, wherever it was. The guy called and said, hey, I'm outside. Can you come down? That's not how this works. <laughs> We're up on the top floor. There's no elevator. No. That's why we called you. <laughs> well, I, I have to find parking. All right. We got a microwave. Go ahead. <laughs> find parking. <laughs> and he was so pissed. He called again from the door. Hey, I'm down at the door. Okay. You're halfway there. <laughs> Four flights. I had to do it a few hours ago. Come on up. And then he gets up there and he's like, 
<laughs> was he a big guy? No. Oh, really? He was a fucking guy. He was just a regular, regular mm. sized dude. But he yeah. was just, he was so pissed at life that he had to do this. And I thought, you're the one who picked the job. Yeah. You know, and then you get the, how would you I, rate I, this? I think the job picked him, to be honest. I think. Man. The only thing he was qualified for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just. Yeah, think of that. It's like, we don't we don't even trust you to carry around a person. Yeah. We don't trust you with a passenger. No. Uh, the chow fung noodles? Yes. Yeah, we'll trust you with those. But, we got those. Yeah, but not a person. The ugly green uniforms. They they honestly, they look so miserable. They Like, I want to free them. Like, I want to leave the door open one day. Run, run away. Yeah. You know? There's so many of those jobs, too, these days that people don't realize about it. Think of it like... Like a yoga instructor? Yoga instructor? Your job is to lead people in stretching? Yes. Like, oh, wow, you're really changing the world out there. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, Making money, and, though. And and they think they're like some spiritual creature who's like a, who's who's almost like a, you know, a, a fucking radiant of God or Buddha or something. Yeah. It's like, you're just, you're just stretching. You're not even exercising. The only reason you're sweating is because it's 109 degrees in here. <laughs> This is fucking, it's completely pointless. I sweat tying my shoes in freaking June, July, <laughs> August, January. Doesn't matter the month. I wipe the beat off. Whew. One down, one to go. <laughs> Honestly. I hate to say it too, because, you know, I'm, I'm one of them, I'm, I'm amongst them. But comedians kind of the same way too. It's, it's like, true. Like, like some of these guys think they're like doing something that's incredible like doing it's doing not, the lord doing the lord's yeah, work you not, know it's not like it's, people need them they need to have them they need their jokes otherwise how would they get by it's not earth shattering no they're you're, they're just getting a little yeah. laugh off of you every once that's in a while that's it it's exactly it it's like not they, they, their night wouldn't be that much changed if you didn't show up even if you did crush it right you know i mean yeah you want to see dave Chappelle at at the moore theater yeah, with your girl. Yeah, okay, that's an event. That's a special. Right, night. that's a special night. A He's fucking yeah. open mic on a Tuesday night at a bar. Yeah, yeah exactly. I hope you're having fun. You know. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, I don't know if a lot of comedians realize this or not, but a lot of bars that have open mics and continue to have open mics on off nights do so because they know they'll get about twenty comedians coming in, and from that, maybe twelve will drink. That's it. Yeah. That's it. This doesn't mm. take rocket science. Yeah, they're realistic. If you about get it. a bar that doesn't want to throw any money into advertising, doesn't want to help you promote the show, doesn't want to do anything like that, they're just like, yeah, we'll give you the space, and uh, you know, yeah, you you and the other guy running it, yeah, we'll give you like a free beer, like you know, they're the, to give you the beer is nothing. Yeah. Guess what? You're the fucking mark. Yeah. You're the one. You know. I I mean, and trust me, I'm. You know, I the opposite way. If you're promoting a show and you're paying for the room and you're not promoting and you're not making any money, well, be pissed at yourself. But, yeah. you know, don't kid yourself. If you went to them and said, hey, man, I don't think we're going to be able to do this anymore, they'd be like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. bar bars that I've talked to, they're like, yeah, we love having them come in here because they buy drinks. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we get 12 comedians that'll end up drinking. It's better than nothing. They each buy three beers. Yeah. They each buy three PBRs. Yeah. Guess what? That's 36 drinks times, you know, whatever your province, 72 bucks for nothing. Yeah. You know, place looks full. Maybe get some stragglers that come in, Mm -hmm. you know, but these, 
These youngins. Yeah. A lot of, well, that's the problem, man. That's what, that's the problem with this economy, dude, is it's even all these jobs we're creating, 175,000, 200,000, they're shitty part-time jobs. Yeah. You know, it's like, and that uh, Trump or not, I don't think that trend's going to reverse anytime soon. No. I mean, we were talking about Amazon too. Like that company, shit, if if a shoe drops, that company is going to be laying off people in droves. Yeah. And those are high paying jobs too. It's it's scary. It's that's scary. Like the, you know, that they're so big, especially living here. Right. Like if you lived in an area where there was like a fulfillment center that closed or didn't, you know, wasn't doing well, or they moved it somewhere else for tax breaks, that's one thing. But if something significant happened here, you know, where they were just like, ah, oh, no, we can't can't do this anymore. The, you know, C- greater Seattle would feel it instantly. Yeah. You know, that's that's scary. But then we're also talking about a company whose stock is over $900. So. Knocking I, on the door of a thousand. That's, yeah. yeah, that's just, I don't know. I, I mean, I sit back and I think to myself, the smart people that I know that are at Amazon create opportunity and move when they know something's not going to be long-term. I know some people that were on, a lot of them were contract with that phone mm-hmm. that, and they saw the writing on the wall and they were like, fucking, you know, be like asking them to pull the Titanic over and fucking get off. <laughs> hey, I'm just going to go for a swim, <laughs> you know, just take this little rowboat. Yeah. But yeah, people, if you have enough, if you keep your finger on the pulse, you know, nobody should ever be shocked that they're about to be laid off. It should come as no surprise if your finger is on the pulse of the activity of the place that you're working at. Yeah. If you're surprised that people are let go, you know, I mean, I'm in a position where, you know, deal with hiring, letting people go, cutting hours, things like that. It should never come as a shock. Yeah, we're I just mean, never going to have that conversation one day, and you're going to be totally blown away. Because if yeah. you are, then you're fucking oblivious. Yeah, or it was something that you specifically were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it can happen quickly, but uh, yeah, usually there's some red flags that are going to pop up. Yeah, if there's... you're if you're in tune with what's going on. Yeah, stock price, you know, negative earnings, things like that. Like they're yeah. they're you're going to get some type of indication, you know. Upper management starts to leave. Yeah, or selling shares. Yeah, selling shares and things like that. Like those things happen. That's going to, you I'm going to start asking questions. Yeah. You know, hey, what about this? What about that? Why are we doing this? And then that's anywhere you work. Yeah. You know, if you, if you, if, so let's say, you know, that your job changed to be, you know, well, yeah, no, we're just going to drop the stuff off there. And then, uh, eh, no, we're just going to have these machines, you know. And we're gonna, you'd, you'd be like, hey, well, what's my function? You know, where do I belong in this equation? You know, um, you'd see the writing on the wall. Yeah. Too many people don't see it. People are like, I'm floored. That I, <laughs> I am fucking floored. You know, well, yeah, yeah you worked for a VCR manufacturer. <laughs> like, <laughs> you see that one coming? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, we have a decent amount of startups around here, too, like smaller companies that are yeah. coming up. And, yeah, there's some people who are vulnerable. Like, they've built up their companies. They have 400, 500 employees. Yep. They got a couple of facilities. 
but they're still not really making money or mm-hmm. doing anything. Like a perfect example is I, I watch the stock market quite a bit. I, I try to stay somewhat in tune with it. And um, about probably about two weeks ago, Yelp had their earnings. They yep. released their first quarter earnings and they missed big time mm-hmm. and lost money. And it's like that company great company great idea you know people yeah. use yelp all the time they like to do their little reviews my buddy has a business he claims that he gets a bunch of business from yelp yep. but still haven't proven themselves being able to be profitable to be able to monetize the service that they give and if the economy falls off that's done yeah you're 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 done if you're not if you're not turning a profit in a good economy your 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 company's basically finished in a bad economy. Yeah, you're out of the game, and I feel like there's a lot of companies like that. You know, there's this company Porch out around here who yeah, supposed you know Porch they're yep. supposed to line up homeowners with professionals that want to do the tasks they do. Well, these guys they're calling up professionals trying to get people to sign up for the service so that pay them money, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, shouldn't there be a different way that you monetize this? Yeah. You know, and and I used to actually be I used to work with them when I was when I was painting, and um, and I get calls every once in a while. You know, they cycle they cycle through the old contacts. Yeah, oh and yeah. Eventually, they get back to me, and like, oh yeah, we're just giving just to see what's going on with the business. You know, if you're happy, you know, if you got enough work, we got a we got a lot of lot of painting in your area, a lot yeah. of painting right now in your area. It's like, yeah. you have that much that you're calling me about this. You don't have other guys that are paying you money that are going right. to scoop up all this work, like. And again, that's a company. I don't. I don't know if they're turning a profit. You know, and you no, hire and you hire all these people because you got growth. We're growing. We're, we got the growth. The growth's yeah. here. You know, we're, we're we're doing it. And and it's like, oh, we got to go the other way. And then once you start going that other way, again, like you said, are we turning the Titanic around after yeah. we're already? You know, after things it's already set in motion. Yeah, I worked for a. Uh... I worked for a startup here in Seattle that uh, that had that. That was one of those. Hmm. How are they? How are they monetizing? When will they get to this point? And what what's the end game? Didn't see it. Didn't see it. You know. And the basically, I I was uh, I was gone a while back, but I still don't see it. You know. And I think great company, great service, you know, it, it's a good thing, but man, that's it's just no way to monetize it again. No. There's some certain things. It's just, it's hard to extract money from them. Again, they're ideas. People use them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're useful. People like them, but it's like Snapchat. Like, yeah. How are you gonna make money off that? Oh, Vine, Vine went under. Vine's gone. Yeah, it's and the same. a great idea, a, a great idea. And again, like I said, Yelp. You know, people like it. People like the service. They like reading the reviews. You know, doing all that bullshit. But it's like you can't turn a fucking profit. Yeah, you, you only got so long of venture capital, and eventually you're gonna say, ah, uh, you guys, uh, not the returns we're looking for. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Now we want our money. Yeah, and and again, and, and the crazy thing is, you can get those businesses that get to that point where, you know, they got four or 500, maybe even a thousand employees. Yeah. But they still haven't solidified that foundation to actually be a growing and sustainable company. Yeah. Well, I think it, it's when you're offering Uber, same thing, right? Uber is the same that Uber hemorrhages money, right? And, but they, they're operating off of, they're, they're basically piggybacking off of the services of other people. They're just the middleman. Like, they're the glorified middleman. So, Porch is a middleman. Mm-hmm. 
Uber's a middleman. Um, you know, there are so many companies that you can you can say, oh yeah, they're they're a middleman for this type of service. You know, Bite Squad is a middleman between the restaurant and the consumer. Um, you know, it frees up the restaurant from having to hire delivery personnel and worry about that and the insurance things like that. Where yeah, just come pick up the food. Fucking, we still get the sale of the food. You get the delivery fee. Everybody's just happy. Put in a little more work, yeah. Right, but the hustle is in those salespeople. They've got to call those restaurants all the time, you know. And like with Uber, Uber's, you know, they they keep trying and trying, but they just that's another one. Like that, if Uber fails, you still have Lyft, and Lyft seems to be doing things better operationally. But there's going to come a point where people are like, eh, not making the money we wanted. I think the problem, I think one of the issues with Uber is that they had too many people involved. You know, mm-hmm. they had those VCs come in. You had They had all those guys, those private equity, all them come in. And I think th- there's too much noise going on there, yeah. you know. But I don't know, man. With the rates they're charging these days, they got to be turning it around a little bit at least. Because well, it is not as cheap as it was 12, 18 months ago. No, no, it's definitely not. And that's probably why they had to make that change. But, you know, driver-wise, they they get a certain percentage, right? They get a percentage, whatever it is, 25%, let's say, of the rides. But they're also getting into these battles. They've got to fight legal battles in major cities. You know, they've got to spend money on lawyers, things like that. That software is not... And that's unexpected stuff that you don't really see coming. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you've got that type of, well, crap. What, you know, where where is that 25% going? You know, I'm sure there's an insurance component. Back office must be big for paying all those drivers and doing all that stuff. So, I mean, all all that stuff that adds up. But, you know, you would think if they just grew a certain way maybe they would they'd be making but you, like you said there's so much noise in the background of the venture capitalists yeah. saying hey you know we want ours we want our money back yeah um what would actually, you what would you do if you then you can't say comedian if you had to have a regular gig uh-huh. what would it be dream job any job i'd want to be like a show host i'd yeah. want to do like honestly I think Anthony Bourdain's job it has to be fucking awesome. That yeah, has to be awesome. Well, some of the countries he goes to, like that's just, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a show, you know. Yeah. You're, he's not going there for his personal, you know. They got to wrap a show around it, but to fucking travel and just to go and do interesting and cool oh, yeah. and fun stuff, and hey, just be charismatic and crack a few jokes and you know make it entertaining to watch. Like, yeah. Oh God, how much better would it get than that? Exactly. I mean that 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 is the dream job, if you ask me. Yeah. Anything with that. Anything with the travel. I mean, I was lucky with baseball that I got to do that. Yeah. Like, I mean, you travel every couple of days, see the country. You know, don't have to worry about making the bed. Someone else is going to do it for you. Yeah. Things like that. But yeah, there's, you know, my current job, and I don't think your current job are the jobs that you want. <laughs> you know, and I mean, hey, yeah. hey, comedy would be comedy would be great, but if I had to be realistic, yeah. You know, yeah. tour well, manager or something like going out and yeah, yeah, something along those lines, or like some kind of producer. You know, like you say, maybe yeah. you do your own shows and make a decent amount of money producing yeah. shows. But um, yeah, I know. And I was thinking about this too. It's like how many comedians, like nationwide, even how many comedians are there that are like touring and 
making decent money. And I say decent, like more than 60 grand a year. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's 60 grand is kind of the point where you're like, okay, you're actually doing pretty good for yourself. You know, not that, not that 50 or 55 is that bad. That's, I mean, that's about where I'm at or going to be at. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. But, um, 60 is like that point. Okay. How many comedians out there are touring and doing that every year? How many? Let's maybe, maybe 2000. Yeah. Maybe 3000. Yeah. Maybe nationwide. It's just if you can get it. Yeah. You know, and then again, you can, you know, turn into Kevin Hart and make $62 million in one year. That's, that's just insane. I don't even, I don't even know where his punchlines are a lot of times in his jokes. No. He's just like dancing around and, "Ah, ah, ah," you know, doing all kinds of, and it's like, is there, is there a punchline here? You just acting like a, you got Asperger's like. It's modified storytelling and yeah. I mean, and again, hey, you know, more power to you. You made it work for you, certainly. But it's like, wow, it's that again. That just comes back to how arbitrary comedy can be. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no. It's it's the whole. What can we market? What do we need? Mm-hmm. You know, there's the where's the demand? Yeah, it's all about turning that profit for somebody else, right? That's the capitalistic way. It is. That's for sure. Oh, speaking of capitalism, um, we'll probably wrap this here in a minute, but. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of capitalism, um, I want to bring this up because it's actually under attack right now. Uh-oh. And, you know, we've, we were, we were joking around, having fun for the most of this episode. And I, that's how I wanted it to be. I don't want to get yeah. to, but I do want to get kind of serious here for a minute because this is actually a really important event, I feel. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about the Manchester uh, bombing a couple nights mm-hmm. ago, Ariana Grande concert. I'm sure you've heard about it. I'm yep. sure everybody's heard about it at this point. Um, I just wanted to get into it for a minute because I think this is a unique situation. I mean, we've been dealing with these somewhat frequently, especially in Europe, for you know the last 18, 24 months now. So this is nothing new. But I do think this situation is brought us to a new point in this fight. And I think the fact that you have now an enemy who is willing to basically target... 14 year old girls. Yeah. I mean, what, what does that say about the situation we're in now? I, I thought, I mean, it, it's been what? 16 years. How many years since nine 11? Yeah. That's, uh, 16, about 15, coming up on 16, it, yeah. 16, 16, 17 years. Um, I can't even get a bottle of water into Safeco without being told they have to throw it out. Yeah. I don't understand how you have any major event that there's not that heightened security. Like I you know, I I, I don't get you know, there's some multiple layers. I mean, even going to see going to see Louis CK, you go through two metal detectors. You know, here in the US and I'm just like how some somebody along the chain there needs to lose jobs. But you're right. They're targeting now, like that. That's why I don't think it was that. I think it was because that they were able to get in. Yeah, they well, saw a flaw and they were able to get in. Well, I think what happened from what I've read of the story, and again, it's it's almost still fresh, so fresh that we don't even know all the yeah. details really at this point. You know, even though it was two days ago, but from what I've interpreted from the situation, they were basically. I mean, there was some issues with security and some people didn't do their job clearly. But basically what they're doing is they were waiting for the concert to get out. 
and they were waiting for people to come back through the gates yeah. uh, as they went out. Because again, like all you're trying to do here as a suicide bomber is your objective is kill as many people as possible. Yep, as many as you can That's get. the only objective you have in your mission where you're going to become a martyr is just, hey, just kill as many other people too. I mean, yeah. you're going to die for sure. We know you're going to die. Make sure a bunch of other people do too. Yeah. Like, and again, I come back to targeting teenagers. That's teenage yeah. girls. I mean, teenage girls. Mm-hmm. This it just shows that basically there's nobody off limits at this point. Yeah. You know, any target is a soft target. And the, another part that really pisses me off about this is I feel like it's not being talked about that much. Yeah. I feel like, you know, my me personally, my news feed. I literally went through almost my whole news feed and couldn't find anything. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a million friends like a lot yeah. of people do. I have under, under 400 friends somewhere yeah. just under there. Nobody bringing it up at all. Nobody bringing it up at all. And, and, and you know, the, it's not even just that. There's some people that talk about it, but a lot of them it's just, oh, our thoughts and prayers go out yeah. to the victims and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, okay, we all feel terrible for these people. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was awful. Let's, how about we have a conversation about what we're going to do at this point? Yeah. And how about how we figure out how to avoid this situation next time? Yeah. Instead of just condolences and, oh, uh, don't be Islamophobic. This isn't a time for hate. And it just, it fucking kills me. Yeah. No, I, th- I think, you know, that it, it, there's got to be an end point. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't know where it is. You know, I was thinking this this morning. I was in the car and uh, I was listening to NPR and they brought up uh, ISIS claimed responsibility like almost instantly after it happened. And I'm thinking to myself, they talk about ISIS like it's this tangible company with offices and, you know, a support staff. Yeah. And, and I'm like, no. So somebody just stepped up that, you know, cl- claims to be part of ISIS and they claimed responsibility, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that shit gets a little convoluted because, yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe they... Maybe they followed ISIS on Twitter. Yeah. Who knows? But, the, yeah, they didn't go to any of the meetings, which, you know, I don't know if they even have meetings. But, right. There's... But, yeah, so, but nonetheless, it, the, it doesn't matter the specific group because the point is, is nobody wants to say this, but pretty it's pretty clear at this point that we're in the middle of a war. Yeah. It, it's a war. And you're not going to hear anybody admit that. Again, you know, mm-hmm. you, thoughts and prayers, maybe. Don't be Islamophobic, maybe. But... This is a war, yep. and I'm not sitting here talking about this, advocating, go round up all the Muslims and ship them out of here or kill them or lynch them or whatever. I'm not advocating this shit, but let's understand the situation we have at hand here, and and this is a war. This is a fight that they've been fighting for 700 years now. Yep. They haven't given up, you know, and we're basically back at the door at Vienna when yep. they got when they got when the Muslims got uh push back the first time in yeah. you know 14 whatever i can't remember the specific year 1432 or something something yeah. like that but they're still fighting that same war yeah and we're going to invite these people in here and just l- let them do it our societies aren't compatible yeah they're not compatible again i'm not saying bomb every middle east co- eastern country no far from it okay i think we need to pull all the troops out get everybody out of there we're making shit worse for them yeah but let's understand that our cultures don't mesh, okay? Yeah. You guys go to your place and have your thing and do what you guys do. That's great. Hey, if it works for you, you know, if you're into throwing gay people off of roofs, if you're into stoning rape victims to death, 
you know what? Not my thing, but I'm not going to tell you guys what to do. Yeah, and if don't bring if your you're, bullshit if here. You're though. One of the, if you're one of the victims, you know, if you're somebody that's victimized, get out of there. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. If you can, I mean, if who you knows can, if, right, you can, if you can? But... but don't bring your bullshit here, okay? We don't need your fucking bullshit. Yeah. All right, I, kids getting targeted. I mean, there's nothing. Worse. Where are the pussy hats at on this one? Yeah. You know, they're marching because of the atrocities that this administration have done one day into office. Where are the pussy hats at now that young girls have been targeted? You think you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear a word from them? Yeah, you sh- I mean you should. It's it's the I think different. You brought up earlier, you know, that the uh, the boxes that we fit into and you know the the people that we associate with. So you know, your feed was probably comedians trying to make shitty humor about it, which that's just dumb. Like if you do that, just fucking you know, hang it up. Like I, I see some just like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, you're going for the the, the lowest of the low hanging fruit. Like yeah. it's on the ground. Um, and then you know, for you, you probably have a lot of cis white male friends, right? You know, that that's not something that they're going to talk about. No. Take the opposite end, the gay community. They're talking about it like constantly. Really? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I mean, you get a mix. You get people, you know, out thoughts and prayers, but they're also like. The same frustration. What the fuck? Like, what? Where does it end? Where does it end? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, there's, you know, the the gays are obviously a little bit more sensitive with Orlando. Yeah. You know, and that. And, and that could happen. What it's done for me, I mean, let's not pretend that I don't think anybody's coming in to laughs tonight. <laughs> you know, I don't think anybody's coming in and fucking jihad's not going to happen. I think... You know, they're targeting, but it makes me not want to go to things. Yeah. I don't want to go. Well, it's always in the back of your mind. Yeah, it totally is. It's always in the back of your mind. And and it's even worse if it wouldn't happen, Mm -hmm. but it's still in your mind. You know, because then it's got a a certain amount of control over you. Yeah. At all times. Well, you go for a certain period of time and you go, you know, this is, you you get like an attack, right? So you get like the the bombing, the marathon bombing in Boston. That was when I first moved here. Mm. And, you know, obviously Boston close to home. Um, you know, I'm, I, it it hit me. I was like, "Wow, shit! This is this is something crazy." Um, you know, for an event that I'd been to and and been there and knew it was it was in my mind. But then you go for a while without one, so you you think that that you let the guard down. Yeah. You know, and I think people did that. I mean, you know, they they went to that concert and then this happens. You know, now people don't want to go to concerts. Yeah. Or, you know, the the other end of it is you get this buildup. But when is enough enough? If if that is the case, if it was done so that when people were exiting, then what do you do? Do you make three different areas? 9-11 happened. I went to the Super Bowl right after it happened. And never mind flying. Flying was like three hours in the airport to get through security to get, you know, to get out. Like it was it was a challenge. And then when we got to the Super Bowl, there were three security checkpoints you went through. When's it? Do we add a fourth? Is there? You know? Do you? Do you? How do you? How do you do it? You can't. Yeah. When you Is get that these a world origin- you want to live in? Yeah, we're right. Four, exactly. Where we got? Where we got to get scanned with radiation every time we want to go on a plane? Yeah. We got to get patted down all around you to see what what everything is. It's yeah. like, yeah. Where where does it end? And the problem is, is it will never end with these people. No, it will never end with them because this again. This is a fight that they've been fighting for a thousand years, mm-hmm. a thousand years, and and they're willing to wait us out. They're yeah. willing to wait us out. 
you look in Europe, they, they bring in the migrants, and then once they're there, they have three or four wives and end up having five or six kids. And you give it 20, 30 years, the demographics are going to flip. You're going to see parts of Europe that, where people are wanting to introduce Sharia law. No. I mean, I, I'm not trying to sound dramatic when I say this. This is going to happen. This will happen. And, and, and the, the, the most terrible part of it all to me is it's happening because we don't want to be mean. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be rude. Oh, we don't want to be insensitive or Islamophobic. Oh, so we're just doing it to ourselves. You know, yeah. we, we almost have ourselves to blame here just because we don't want to be mean. I, I would, I mean, to me, it's the, my own personal opinion. It all goes back to religion. I mean, like in, in all of them, right? I think they're all ridiculous. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, I said, nah, I don't begrudge people. If they want to have faith and believe in everything, I'm kind of getting to the point where it's like, all right, you're grown up. Like, you know, you know, there's no Santa Claus. Like, yeah. can you also fucking let go of this other, you know, falsehood? Yeah. And I think as people let go of those things, but yeah, they're shit. I mean, like, you know, the, the, the level of commitment to, um, you know, Islam, like you have to be a Muslim. I mean, you have to be so dedicated. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Catholic is like, eh, you know, Protestant, Catholic, light. Yeah. You know, you get all that sort of thing. Like, yeah. I mean, the amount of people that have fallen out from that, you know, so I think we get that laid back, like, eh, you know, but they're hardcore, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, you join the religion and you decide it's not for you. Okay. Well, sorry to hear that. Um, we are going to have to kill you, though. Yeah. We are going to have to kill you because, unfortunately, you're not allowed to leave the religion. Yeah. It's that and Scientology. It's. It is. It's, it's just insane to me. And, and like you said, you know, where does it end? And it's like, yeah, now we're getting to the point where UK the, uh, increased police presence. So now you got guys with guns on the corners all the time. Yeah, they're white guys. They're, yeah, they're army guys. They added 800. I think uh, NPR was saying they added 800. Um soldiers to help the police yeah and all those guys have a and the, the u.s and u.s intelligence has actually been like the, the u.s and, and the uk share intelligence back and forth like they're very they're like best friends when it comes to that stuff and the the ambassador for uh the uk today was on npr and was talking about that and just you know we're very appreciative of the cooperative effort and everything but you know <laughs> The intelligence to me is like there's got to be, you know, it, there there has to be a pre-screen or there's got to be something you got you got to be able to see. Like I mean, the minute, you know, if you're in if you're in Albertsons and somebody starts to lift up their shirt and it looks like they're putting something in their pants, you know, they're they're gonna probably shoplift, right? Yeah. Like the minute you get an inkling, fuck, like. I know, but it, you can't profile though. We don't want to profile people. Well, you know, I don't think you know. Don't don't just profile. Don't profile just Muslim. Don't profile just black. Profile everybody. Mm-hmm. Fuck profile everyone. The shit out of them. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Profile me. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm I think okay. a lot of the time, those situations, I think it's not not necessarily how a person looks. Mm-hmm. Because to be honest, if they're smart, they're gonna be like, okay, shave your beard for this one. Yeah. You know, yeah, tighten it up a little bit. But it's how people are acting. Yeah. You know, who's acting suspicious? Who looks like they're nervous? Yeah. Who is not quite sure of themselves? You know, that's the kind of stuff you need to be profiled. But yes, profile the fuck out of everybody. Yeah. 
Profile, profile, exactly. Profile me. If it's going to help keep me safe when I go to the next Mariners game, yeah, profile me. Yeah. You know, uh, douchebag who likes to drink too much, hey, profile me. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that one. Well, that's why, like, uh, anyway, it's kind of going a little bit off the top of it. I don't, I don't mind going to the airport. I don't mind security, TSA. Like, I'm like, they got a job. They got to do it. But then I hear the horror stories about the shit that gets through. And, like, you already hear that, like, yeah, this guy got a gun on the plane. And I'm like, who the fuck fell asleep and allowed that you know and like the same yeah. thing with that security like the, to me that's the biggest frustration yeah who the fuck fell asleep but it's sad it's now not why the fuck would they do that it's who fell asleep and allowed it to happen yeah intelligence security somebody fell asleep right but yeah so now what what's the next what's the next one where's the next I mean, who fucking concerts knows? now? I, I would knows? imagine imagine going to a concert now here. Yeah. Bet your security was heightened. It, it will be. It yeah. will, it'll it'll be bumped. Doesn't up, matter no what the, doesn't matter yep. what the concert is. Five thousand miles away. Yeah, yeah, different country. But and and yeah, and that's and that's the problem with it. You know, it it ends up affecting our everyday lives in that regard. You mm-hmm. know, it makes our lives a little bit less enjoyable when these kind of things happen. But it does. Um, but yeah, and and again, you know, when it's an Ariana Grande concert, everything's up for grabs at this point. Everything's yeah. up for grabs. Folk Life Festival. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. You know, we could kill some hippies. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah, I don't think. I, I think it's just it's it's a gathering of people, and yeah, it's just where you can get some numbers. There are so many events that I think in my mind that are packed that aren't secure. You know, mm-hmm. like just look at look at what we have here in the city. Yeah, you know, all the time. Yeah, because that's not a world that we want to live in. Yeah. Nobody wants that world, but unfortunately, that's the one our the vehicle that is this country is creaming towards. Yeah, you know, and it, and it's just it's it's sad because again, like I said, we've kind of brought it on ourselves for to a certain extent, you know, from yeah. ignoring the threat to just again out of politeness and not wanting to be rude. Yeah, you know, it's like that's fine. You can try to be polite all you want, but the truth and facts trump polite hundred percent of the time. Yeah, hundred percent of the time, the truth trumps being polite. Sorry, that's just how it goes. Yep. I'm polite to people sometimes when I don't mean it, and you know, again, that's the situation where the, the the truth doesn't trump. You know, it doesn't need it, but in general, especially when people's lives are on the line. Yeah, but it's a war. It's a war, though. I hate to say, I hate to say it, and again, I, I don't don't go out there and lynch a, a Muslim. You know, that's not what I'm advocating yeah. here. But let's understand the situation, and if we uh, are not prepared to defend civilization using force then prepare to be run by barbarians yep i mean that's how it goes if you're not willing to they're gonna take it who europe right now it what it all comes down to in my opinion if you want to boil it down in a nutshell it's who wants it more mm-hmm. who wants it more the 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 people who grew up in europe the europeans or the new migrants who are coming in who wants it more yep. and we're gonna find out in the next 20 or 30 years I'll be dead by then. <laughs> You'll be retired. Retired. You'll That's be retired. Retirement plan. Happily retired. Happily retired. <laughs> if anything happens, you can have the Winnebago. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to hold you to that. All right. Uh, Jamie Guerrero. Way to, way to tie a little bow on it for there us, Jamie. Go, right? Appreciate that. Nice okay. work, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Um, another episode of Earful in Emerald City. I want to say 77. I want to say it's the double seven. Some Lucky double number seven. double seven. You know, it, it might have been lucky until that last 10 minutes. But, uh, oh. 
hey, you know, we got again, we got to be real about you this, do. you know, yeah, and that's do. why I had to throw it in. I don't want the whole show to be no. dreary, you know. No. We'll, we'll end with a little something and yeah. put a little spin on it. So that was good, but uh, yeah, we got to fight here, people. We got to keep fighting the good fight, but uh, and we're gonna do the same here. So thank you guys for listening. Episode seventy-seven, Jamie Guerrero in the house. Another good one for you guys. Um, we're gonna keep them coming here. You guys, uh, check us out. Twitter at Earful in E City. And uh, if you guys got anything you want us to talk about, anything you want us to s- explain, discuss, whatever, uh, Emerald City Podcast at gmail.com is where you can get it at us. Um, thanks again, guys. We appreciate it. And uh, thanks for listening. We will speak at you guys next week. Like us on Yelp. <laughs>